the gift of the Magi. One dollar and eighty-seven cents. That was all. And sixty cents of it was in pennies. Penny saved one and two at a time by negotiating with the grocer, the vegetable man, and the butcher. Three times Della counted it. One dollar and eighty-seven cents. And the next day would be Christmas. There was clearly nothing left to do but flop down on a shabby little couch and cry. So Della did just that, which prompts the moral reflection that life is made up of sobs, sniffles, and smiles, with sniffles predominating. Della lived with her husband Jim in a furnished apartment at a cost of $8 a week. It was not exactly living in poverty, but it was certainly close. Della finished her crying and cleaned the marks of it from her face. She stood by the window and looked out with no interest. Tomorrow would be Christmas Day, and she had only $1.87 with which to buy Jim a gift. She had been saving every penny she could for months with this result. $20 a week doesn't go far. Expenses had been greater than she had expected. They always are. Only $1.87 to buy a gift for Jim. Many hours she had spent planning for something nice for him, something nearly good enough, something almost worthy of the honor of belonging to Jim. There was a mirror between the windows in Della's room. Suddenly she whirled from the windows and stood before the mirror. Her eyes were shining brilliantly, but her face had lost its color within seconds. Quickly, she pulled down her hair and let it fall to its complete length. Now there were two possessions of theirs which they took a lot of pride. One was Jim's gold watch that had been his father's and his grandfather's. The other was Della's hair. So now Della's beautiful hair fell about her, rippling and shining like a cascade of brown waters. It reached below her knee and made itself into a dress for her. And then she did it up again, nervously and quickly, hesitating only once while a tear or two splashed on the worn red carpet. She knew what she had to do. On went her old brown jacket, on went her old brown hat. With a brilliant sparkle still in her eyes, she hurried out the door and down the stairs, into the street. Where she stopped, the sign read, Madame Sofrani, hair goods of all kinds. Up to the second floor, Della ran, and barely stopped to catch her breath. Will you buy my hair? asked Della. I buy hair, said Madame Sofrani. Take your hat off and let's have a look at it. Down rippled her waterfall of brown hair. Twenty dollars, said Madame Sofrani, lifting the hair to feel its weight. Give it to me quick, said Della. For the next two hours she was going from one shop to another to find the perfect gift for Jim. She found it at last. It surely had been made for Jim and no one else. There was no other like it in any of the stores, and she had looked in every shop in the city. It was a gold watch chain, very simply made. Its value was in its rich and pure material. Because it was so simple, you knew it was very valuable. All good things are. It was even worthy of Jim's watch. As soon as she saw it, she knew it must be Jim's. It was just like him, quietness and value, a description that applied to them both. She paid $21 for it and hurried home with 87 cents. 
With that chain on his watch, Jim could look at his watch and learn the time anywhere he might be. Though the watch was so fine, it never had a fine chain. He sometimes took it out and looked at it, only when no one could see him do it. When Della arrived home, her mind quieted a little. She began to think more reasonably. She started to try to cover the sad marks of what she had done. She got out the curling irons and went to work, repairing the ravages made by generosity added to love, which is always a tremendous task. Within forty minutes, her head was covered with tiny curls that made her look wonderfully like a schoolboy. She looked at her reflection in the mirror long, carefully, and critically. If Jim doesn't kill me, she said to herself, before he takes a second look at me, he'll say I look like a Coney Island chorus girl. But what could I do? Oh, what could I do with a dollar and eighty-seven cents? At seven, Jim's dinner was ready for him. Jim was never late. Della held the watch chain in her hand and sat on the corner of the table near the door that he always entered. Then she heard his step on the stair way down on the first floor, and she turned white for just a moment. She had a habit of saying little prayers about the simplest everyday things, and now she whispered, Please, God, make him think I'm still pretty. The door opened and Jim stepped in and closed it. He looked very thin and very serious. Poor fellow, he was only twenty-two and to be burdened with a family. He needed a new overcoat, and he was without gloves. When Jim stepped inside the door, he stopped. His eyes looked strangely at Della, and there was an expression in them that she could not understand. It filled her with fear. It was not anger nor surprise, nor anything she had been ready for. He simply looked at her with a strange expression on his face. Della moved off the table and went for him. Jim, darling, she cried, don't look at me that way. I had my hair cut off and sold it, because I couldn't have lived through Christmas without giving you a gift. My hair will grow back again. You won't mind, will you? I just had to do it. My hair grows very fast. Say Merry Christmas, Jim, and let's be happy. You don't know what a nice, what a beautiful nice gift I've got for you. You've cut off your hair? asked Jim as if he had not already arrived at this obvious conclusion. Cut it off and sold it, said Della. Don't you like me now? I'm me, Jim. I'm the same without my hair. Jim looked around the room curiously. You say your hair is gone? You don't need to look for it, said Della. It's sold, I tell you. Sold and gone, too. It's Christmas Eve. Be good to me, for it went for you. Maybe the hairs on my head could be counted. She went on with a sudden, serious sweetness. But nobody could ever count my love for you. Shall we eat dinner, Jim? Jim seemed to quickly awake from his trance and put his arms around Della. Then Jim took a package from his overcoat pocket and placed it on the table. I want you to understand me, Dell, he said. Nothing like a haircut can make me love you any less. But if you'll open that, you may know what I felt when I came in. Her nimble fingers tore at the string and paper, and then a cry of joy, and then a change to tears. 
for there lay the combs. The combs that Della had seen in a shop window and had loved for a long time. Beautiful combs, with jewels perfect for her beautiful hair. She had known they cost too much for her to buy them. She had looked at them with the least hope of owning them. And now they were hers, but her hair was gone. But she held them to her heart, and at last she was able to look up and say, My hair grows fast, Jim. And then she jumped up and cried, Oh, oh! Jim had not seen his beautiful present. She held it out for him eagerly sitting in her open hand. The gold seemed to shine softly as if with her own warm and loving spirit. Isn't it perfect, Jim? I hunted all over town to find it. You'll have to look at your watch a hundred times a day now. Give me your watch. I want to see how they look together. Jim sat down and smiled. Della, he said, let's put our Christmas gifts away and keep them a while. They're too nice to use now. You see, I sold the watch to get the money to buy the combs. And now, I think we should have dinner. Mm -hmm.